hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Jake coming at you today from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me, producing, of course, and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Jake, how are you today? Hope you're doing well. Uh, Yeah, I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing good. Sun's out, you know, good times. How are you? <laughs> I'm glad the sun's out. You know, what would happen if the sun weren't out? We'd all be in trouble. Yeah, I watched a movie last night, or at least I I, I didn't watch it, but I saw part of it that I haven't seen in like 30 years or however long it's been since it came out. And I remember it being a horrible movie, but the part I watched last night that uh that that uh, the part that i did see i thought wasn't half bad i mean it wasn't as bad as i remembered it being uh armageddon oh yeah never saw it never had any desire to see it either you never I mean, have I, seen it no why i don't know it just seemed dumb it is dumb yeah it, it, well, that's what i thought I, I hated it the first time i saw it but then I hadn't seen it all of a sudden. I saw part of it, and I thought, oh, wow, okay. Got a lot of pretty good actors in here. And uh, so I started watching it, and there were parts of it that I kind of liked. Yeah, I didn't watch the, whole, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I just thought of that when I was thinking about the sun being out because, you know, if an asteroid were hurtling toward Earth right now, uh, the sun wouldn't be out, would it? Wow. Jeez, we've started uh, the show on some downers uh, before, but... <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts, everyone. Uh, Liv Tyler is a lovely person. Well, I mean, look, who else is in that? You got Bruce Willis. You got Owen Wilson's in there. You got uh, who else is in that movie? Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Steve Buscemi. (laughs) One of my favorites. Ring Vames. Or Vings Rames, sorry. Ving Rames. What did I say? It's not Ving Rames, is it? It's uh, that other guy. Oh. You know, was that? My bad. <laughs> I thought it was the Arby's We Have the Meats guy. <laughs> no, check on it. I think it's somebody else. But uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, just Ben Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck was in there. We're, we're leaving a couple other people out who are fairly well known. But uh, Coach anyway. Yost from uh, Remember the Titans, oh, yeah. whatever his name is, uh, Billy Bob Will Thornton Patton. was in it. Will Patton, Billy yeah, Will Bob Patton, Thornton. Yeah. Oh, Owen Wilson. Yeah, he said Owen. Uh huh. So, yeah, I mean, oh, well. Oh, who else was in that? The one guy uh, you know, who the you one. see in a lot. He was in that oh, one man, He was I in for, that one I picture. Forget his, I forget his name now. With the gal, he's, you know? What's that guy's name? Anyway, really? there's, huh? It's really radio. 
What's anyway, that, what's that guy's name? You know the guy So the sun the is out. There's not an asteroid hurling toward our planet to uh, to to. Uh, but but uh, you know, if you were what would you do, Jake? If you were sitting here today doing the show, and we knew the world was going to end at uh, seven o'clock tonight, I wouldn't be talking would you, about this. <laughs> would you would you have bailed on the show today if that were true? Nah. By the way, I just made a Samuel Jackson interview mistake, didn't yeah, I? I know you did. Uh-huh. Sorry, I Michael Clark Duncan. May you rest peacefully. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. I was going to try and move on. I, uh, I think there, I'm all right. I think there's it. all sorts of reasons to move on. <laughs> Which one's a better actor? Uh, I liked uh, Michael Clark Duncan in Sin City and in the, um, what's the, the what, one with Tom Hanks? The Green Mile? Yeah, The, the Green, Green Mile. Mile? Uh-huh. Both good movies. I think he's a ten times ten times the actor Ving Rhames is. Oh, I like Ving Rhames in uh, well. Uh, let me think. Pulp in, Fiction. No, he played. Uh, he played. Uh, there Impossible. Was, there was an HBO Mike Tyson movie where he played Don King. Oh, he could play a good Don King. He did play a good Don King. All right. Oh, you know who I sing? I don't know how you say his name, but it's William Fichtner. Fichtner, yeah. Seen, oh, Fichtner, yeah. You, Bill. you've seen him before from Prison Break. So, uh, anyway. Anywho. Con Air is a better movie, though. I I didn't mind Con Air. Some people might think it was lousy. Didn't they land the plane on the strip in Vegas? Yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert. Okay. So we're just going to talk about uh, bad movies from the early 2000s and late 90s? (laughs) That if they came true, we'd all be dead? It just surprised me because I thought I, I thought it sucked, and and then I saw it part of it. And I go maybe it's funny how when you see something, maybe it depends on either where you are at that particular time or the mood you're in or whatever else you know. Because sometimes you'll go back and see a movie that you thought was so good, and you go back and watch it again, and you think, oh, this isn't that good. You know? Yeah, I know. You told us you did that with Caddyshack. So you have that opinion of Caddyshack, but yet you go back and watch Armageddon, and all of a sudden it's Oscar worthy. No, no. How I, is that I, making I, any I liked, sense? I, no, I liked Caddyshack, but uh, I just thought it, it looked a little aged. That's mm-hmm. all. But, well, anyway, uh, but world... Armageddon not only stood the test of time, but but really improved over the years. Well, see, one of my problems <laughs> is I just I had a hard time believing you could land a space shuttle on the backside of an asteroid. You know, with I mean, good I mean, reason. Maybe, maybe they have the technology to do that sort of thing, and then you know you got to land it on there, and then you got to you got to have all these rovers around, and they, you know, it's just I don't know. Can you think it, of a is more there, like is there a is there a smooth landing strip on the backside of an asteroid? I just I, it doesn't really seem like there would be, but I just can you can you think of a more formulaic Hollywood movie? I mean, haven't we seen that movie at least a thousand times? Well, the year that that came out, I think, was the same year that that other one where the asteroid was coming toward Earth. What was that one called? But but if you think about the plot, like Independence Day was basically the same plot. <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up because I, I could believe I could believe that there are spaceships landing or aliens in some remote area in the Nevada desert. I can believe that more. Then I could believe that Will Smith could climb into an alien spacecraft and fly it. 
But why? It's you know. It's, how, you know how how in the world can Will Smith fly a freaking alien spaceship? How do you know they don't use the same technology we do? <laughs> it just seems. Could like that you would be climb a into a human airship and fly it? And why on earth would you think of this movie that critically? <laughs> Oh, that could never happen. I mean, this this is the line you've drawn with Independence Day. No, That's just, the part of the movie that yeah. you look at and go, oh, that could never happen. Yeah, that, more so, that is, that's the I, part right there. Yeah, yeah. I think that's okay. less likely than there okay. being alien, you know, life out there somewhere else. I just don't believe that some guy, although in, in Independence Day, who was the guy who played the president? He did a good job. You know, he, that was the kind of president you would want to have, you know? Bill Pullman? Yeah, not Paxton, but Pullman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Paxton passed away recently, didn't he? He did. Uh-huh. Thanks. May rest in peace. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Were Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton both in Tombstone? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's getting confusing, man. Who's the best actor who, <laughs> in your in your opinion... Uh, who isn't that famous, but that you really enjoy doing him and doing his work or her? Uh, Austin this Horton. This is the kind of question. This is kind of question. Austin Horton, underappreciated. Well, very, very sure. talented. Yeah. Uh, and I have enjoyed his uh, acting before. And I've been in a movie. <laughs> uh, okay. Though it's been my part got cut. So. Oh, that still what counts. I did, that they again? didn't tell me until I gathered everyone around to watch the movie I was in. Then my what, part never happened. What movie was it? It was a Disney Channel movie called Go Figure. Oh. About a, a figure skater that plays hockey. It was a great one. That's not the same one Dave Fox was in, That's is it? That's the same. It's the very same, yep. What happened to you? What part did you play? Uh, they, I was around for two days of filming up at the Cottonwood Ice Rink, whatever it's called, and they needed someone in the crowd to yell at the referees. And I was around, and they said, here, you, you read this line. And I did it, and I nailed it. Ah, oh, come on! At the referees, and... And they cut it, huh? Then I watched the movie, and I, but I didn't make it. Oh, wait a minute. How in the world would you have been recruited for such a thing? Uh, my girlfriend at the time's mother heard about it, and we just went. You just went to the audition? No, there was no audition to be an extra. Oh. You just show just, up. It's I, just, it was a call for, for extras. Yep. I uh, I lived with a, a guy trying to, uh, uh, one of my roommates trying to make a living as an actor for a, for a hot second. And uh, he got cast as kind of a his biggest role, like his only credit that he had in the movie business was on some TV movie, and his his credit was Lucky Mexican Number Three. <laughs> <laughs> was your friend Mexican? Uh, he is. is uh, I don't know if he he's of Hispanic descent. I gotcha. Yeah, but I'm not sure if he's wasn't like Gordon being cast to play that. No, role. No, 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 no. He. Uh, yeah. Anyway, good old. You day. know, it's it's funny how you know how sometimes if you click on the movie title, it'll give you some background to the the people who are the actors that are in it. It's amazing how many actors do start in some little theater somewhere, like Austin. You know, who's you know, it would be like Austin started and in, in the plays you've been in, uh, you know, in some theater somewhere, and somewhere along the way they're discovered. And next thing you know, they become stars. All you need, Austin, is someone to spot you. Spot you. Like at the gym. <laughs> I really I really like it how enthusiastic you are of, of just now discovering bios on the internet. 
No, no, it's just like on the Isn't movies. Isn't it amazing so. that you click on the name and it gives you... I didn't I'm always Google. It wasn't... No, it's not... I didn't Google it. It's just on the on the TV. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, are we... Let's... Day one of camp. Should we get to... Should we get to some sports? Oh, there's that. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, let's do that. Austin, hit it. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I'm just wondering, how important is it to get an extension done with Rudy this offseason or just give us an update on how things are going there? Yeah, we don't, as, as you know, Ryan, again, appreciate the question. We don't comment on past, present, or future negotiations, but... We love Rudy, and uh, we'd like to, Rudy to be here for the duration of his career. Wanted to know if we could get an update on Boyan's recovery and uh, if you guys expect him to be ready to go uh, at the start of the season. So, Sarah, it's gone really well. Uh, he just he, uh, Boyan and, and Joe Ingles have both been here uh, the last few weeks, so they've had a really good routine and, and both look terrific so far. Boyan specifically, obviously, uh, with uh, the wrist surgery, uh, it's gone well. He's progressed well. Um, we're now in one uh, on O workout. So it's one ball, one goal, one coach, one player. We're in that window, uh, I believe, until December 4th. And um, so we'll see where his level's at. And then Mike Elliott, a week from now, Sarah will uh, determine whether we want to have him take contact the first available practice or is he script only uh, a lot of that really is Boyan's feedback to Mike about his level of confidence, but, but so far so good. All right, Gordon, if it feels weird cause it's December, but uh, jazz camp is uh, getting started. We're going to media day is not kind of traditionally how it is. We're going to have different interviews kind of throughout the week. For example, uh, Quinn Snyder is going to be, uh, we'll, we'll carry his uh, media availability live coming up somewhere around the top of the three o'clock hour. So stay tuned for that. But Gordon, what are, what are the storylines here in camp that, that most interest you? Well, two of them were just asked that we just did. Austin just played uh, Rudy Gobert and his status I, I think it's front and center, don't you? Oh, I think it's number uh, one. Yeah, the number yeah, one I, issue I, facing, I, facing the franchise for sure. Yeah, and I, you heard what Dennis said there, and I, I think that is informative in and of itself that he said we want Rudy to be here. Uh, so if, if that is, in fact, sincere, then they're going to be motivated to do what they can to keep him. But that that, that, that is a huge story for the Jazz. Um other than that, I guess I, I, uh, what first comes to mind is the continued progression of Donovan Mitchell and uh, wh- whether he can rise to the level necessary for the Jazz to be a true contender. And I, that's what has to happen. He has to be a superstar for that to occur. So uh, all eyes on him. Will he be able to continue uh, what he was doing in the bubble? Uh, I know you think that was sort of basketball in a vacuum, didn't you? And uh, it would be hard for him to, uh, to to be scoring the way he did there, but uh, who knows? I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to make another bet with you that he's going to score 35 points a game, but uh, I, I, I really don't know. 
I, I don't know what attitude he's going to take. Because it seems like he has this notion. He knows how important his scoring is to the team. But he also seems to have come to the realization that he needs to be aware on the court. He needs to know where his teammates are. He needs to be able to deliver them the ball or, and choose between doing it himself and getting someone else the ball. And I find that whole process really interesting to watch because I don't think he's a finished product yet. He's 24 years old. Why would he be finished at this point? So I think that that's really, really big. You heard Sarah ask about Bojan uh, Bogdanovic and uh, his his progression. Obviously, a lot of us think that the Jazz would have been able to make. Well, they probably would have beaten Denver if he had been available. I don't know that for a fact, but it, it certainly is uh, somewhat logical to think that way. So uh, how, how will he go his second time around? Same with Mike Conley. Will he be more effective? Will any of the young guys, uh, whether they were already with the Jazz uh, a year ago or whether, you know, they've been drafted, how will they progress? Will they be able to step in and help with the Jazz on the perimeter? Uh, yeah, those, those are things that come to mind. What's most uh, important to you other than Rudy? No, I, I think you hit on uh, hit on a lot of them. Um, the other one that that I kind of is I'm going to be following, and, and we won't really know until we see games really going. But what what role are they going to have exactly for Mike Conley? Mm-hmm. Because I think some things worked last year. I think some things didn't work last year. I think uh, Bogdanovich not returning in the bubble. I think really benefited Mike Conley. Um, I think Donovan Mitchell is going to have the ball in his hands more. So that's less in the hands of Mike Con- Conley in theory. Um, so what role do they carve out for him? I still think size in the backcourt is a is a big issue. I mean, particularly since they didn't do much to solve their perimeter defense issues. So I want to know what role works for him or what role they carve out for him because I oh. think his contribution was lacking at times last year, you know? And then when they finally got it, they didn't also have Bogdanovich, so you didn't see what those kind of combined efforts look like. And and I'm interested to see how they split up ball distribution because, you know, these these players that are ball dominant can't have the ball in their hands all the time. You know, I'm talking about Joe Ingles, Donovan Mitchell, and and Mike Conley, where they're they're best initiating that pick and roll and they're best with the ball in their hands. So how do they carve up those minutes? Because Donovan's not getting less. You know, I breaking news here, but he's not going to handle the ball less this upcoming year. So how does that work itself out, and what role does Mike Conley find himself playing to really contribute? When we talked with Locke about this, he brought up that very thing that you just talked about, those three guys. And if the talk is true that Joe Ingles will be spending time on the floor with Derek Favors uh, because there seems to be some – connectedness there uh will mike conley be on the floor with those two as well and how is that going to work with conley and joe ingles on the floor uh both of whom like to have the ball in their hands i i don't know the answer to that question but i guess we're going to find out so that's just one thing uh adding on to what you said the the rudy story is certainly the biggest story in jazz world right now austin and i were chatting about it a little bit before the show uh just kind of you know, coming up with which direction we want to go. And the hard part about talking about this, Gordon, is that there there's no new news. 
And there's really no deadline until the end of this year. Of course, there's the deadline coming up where they have to work out an extension or not. But no matter what, Rudy's under contract for the next year. So, Don't you have to get that? Don't you have to get that thing done by December 21st? No, you don't. I know, but I mean, I, I mean, you don't have to, but don't you have to? If you're who? who? Who wants that hanging over the club the entire season? Well, nobody does, but sometimes that's not the, you know, that's not the top priority in these types of scenarios. I think that could be a major distraction in a year where the Jazz at least have been planning on having this be a fairly substantial year for them. Well, especially if Rudy uh, goes out and thinks he needs to turn himself into Hakeem, you know, and be an an offensive uh, force, which is is the hard part, which is kind of what happened last year. And then he ends up calling out his team nine games into the season. So, yeah, absolutely, I agree with you. You certainly don't want that, but it's not quite that simple as saying, well, you can't do that. Right. You you know what I'm saying. I know. Okay, so are are there any advantage to not doing it? Prior to the start of the season. But for whom? For anyone. It's an advantage to the Jazz because they won't pay too much for their player. No, I mean, it won't kick in. Okay, I I just mean, what is the advantage to waiting for either side? I mean, is that some sort of motivating factor for Rudy to play better? But that's not what it's about, advantage or disadvantage. It's, It's all numbers. It's all straight cash, homie. Yeah, I, I understand that, but I wondered if the timing of it, if there's any benefit to the Jazz to waiting, because then maybe Rudy would be more motivated in a productive way, not in a selfish way. Okay, I see what you're getting at. I don't. Uh, I would be surprised if that were the priority. Um, so then, then you do everything you can to get it done by December 21st. Without overpaying. What are we, what are we today? Again, We're the, the first today, so we'll give you 20 days. Right, but if his number or, or is unreasonable, it's it, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I don't think if it's his number is unreasonable, then you've got to trade him. Well, you don't have to do that before the, the 21st. You just have to do that before the day. No, no, I, I understand. But if, if, if that, that would be important for the Jazz to know before the season starts. Well, I'm sure they so, know what his number is. I mean, they're not, no. not negotiating right now. Yeah, because yeah, and when they handled their business with Donovan Mitchell, they handled some other stuff that they announced with Jordan Clarkson. And, and so I was kind of expecting it to come sometime soon. But Well, I'm sure they were yet. doing all of them simultaneously. I, I doubt if it was a one-at-a-time type situation. But even if it were, I mean, those signings happened a week ago. Did you read between the lines or from the tone of what Dennis Lindsay said? Uh, did it get no, hints I, there? I think Dennis is being honest. I think they'd love to have Rudy on the team, 100%. I don't, I don't think they're looking to not be in the Rudy Gobert business. It's just not that complicated. I mean, what Dennis said there was 100%, I, I believe, his, his true feeling. That they value Rudy, they want to keep Rudy, they, want, they feel like they're at their best with him on their lineup, 100%. But, but they also it, want to stay w- in business. Yeah, they also want to continue to <laughs> to operate uh, and be able to you know be responsible when it comes to managing the salary cap. That's a uh, that's a huge deal in the NBA. And I if you're going for them, where that line is, I don't know. I I'd love to be a, a fly on the wall, one hundred percent. 
All right, uh, we'll 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 obviously talk a lot of jazz today. Again, Quinn Snyder's media availability uh, coming up at the top of the three o'clock hour. Our friend Matt Williamson will talk a little NFL with us at uh, at four o'clock, and our good friend Craig Bullerjack joins us at five. So stay tuned for that. But right now. Let's get out to the zone phone. He's a good friend of the show, good friend of the station. He is Ryan Van Dorn from TryDayTrading.com. What is up, Ryan? How are you, buddy? How are you guys doing? I love days like today. It is Christmas when it's jazz, uh, you know, opening a training camp. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's. This has certainly been a wild ride, and uh, the off season has has been short, but oh. we're back, and I'm stoked. I mean, I you know, uh, jazz basketball brings happiness to a lot of people out there, and I'm I'm glad it's what? coming what? back soon. Can I ask Ryan a question? Ryan, you're a huge Jazz fan, obviously. What are your ex- what are your expectations for this team this year? Man, I'm excited. You know what? I mean, to have Favors back, he's probably one of my favorite guys in the last at least 15 or 20 years. And then, you know, if they can continue what was happening in the bubble, add add Boyan and get Favors in there. I mean, I feel better about it than I did at the beginning of last year, and I felt pretty good last year. There you go. I like it. A little optimism. Uh, let's talk about uh, TryDayTrading.com because, you know what, uh, the, what you guys do has helped a lot of people not only you know make a little side hustle, side money, uh, but also even replace entire incomes. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, the pandemic brought on a lot of things we've never dealt with before. Uh, for our business and trading, it's actually um, good for market volatility. I mean, that's something that allows us to trade a little bit more often and usually – be uh, even more successful. So, you know, if you're looking at any positive out of a negative situation, that's one. But the other is um, people want to control their finances. People want to have a say in what's going on. And day trading is just something where you can actually get some of that control back. You can do it from home. You can do it pretty much any time of the night or day because it's a 24-hour market. And so a lot of people have just taken the plunge to jump in, give it a try. That's what we suggest. You have a, a trial where you can come and try this out before you really commit to doing it. Let us help you see if it's for you. Let us see if we can help you. And, and then if it's a good teammate or a good match, you know, we'll fund an account and, and help you start making some money. You mentioned the flexibility there, Ryan. I bet that's a big deal these days uh, in uh, 2020 as it is, being able to, to work from home and, and do it when you have an opportunity to do it. I think so, you know, and, and we're coming up on holidays, and a lot of times people look at that as, hey, this is the busiest time of year. I'm going to be running here, running there. We've actually found the opposite to be true the last few years. You know, people do have lots of plans, but they end up being at home more often than any other time of the year or having these, these periods of time that they didn't have to themselves before. And that's when you can hop on and just, you know, try things for a few minutes. We're looking for people, you know, to try it out for maybe – uh, it's five to eight hours per week max, and that's around any schedule. That'll give you a good idea if you can if, if this is for you or not. Trydaytrading.com, trydaytrading.com, and uh, we're stoked you're hanging out with us today, Ryan. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right, there you go. That's our friend Ryan Van Dorn from trydaytrading.com. Again, get started. It's a good time to do it. You heard him. All right, we'll have more coming up next, including some comments out of the University of Utah by the head coach and offensive coordinator. That's straight ahead on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah.
Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Today is a Total Request Tuesday, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, check them out, livenation.com. Austin has selected today's theme, uh, rock-style Christmas song covers. All right, who is this? This is Reliant K. They have an all-Christmas album called Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Reindeer, but it's reindeer like the I Christmas. Uh-huh. And this is I'm Getting None for Christmas. You know? Okay. It's December 1st. Let's start. You're excited? You're you're all, all on board? I, I'm not I a fan of Christmas music, but I guess if I have to listen to Christmas music, at least it's a hard rock cover, I That's, suppose. It's better yeah, sure. than Mannheim Steamroller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the matter with Christmas music? I don't know. I'm just. Not, I've told you this before. I worked at. Uh, I worked at Sears, and from <laughs> from August 30th to uh, March 1st, it was wall to wall Christmas music. And How just, many years did you work there? Oh, I worked there two Christmas seasons, I think. Okay. Oh yeah, Feliz, Feliz Navidad is the one that that it was. It had to be every other song. I mean, it was incredible how often this song played, and I just, I just really got tired of it. That's all. How many years ago was that? Oh, it's been a while now. It was this and Andy Williams' "Santa Claus is Coming to Town." Yeah. <laughs> over we talking, and over. We're talking about fifteen years. More like twenty, least. probably twenty. Yeah. And it still affects you. Well, I just, I just lost my taste for it. Okay. All right. Well, that's too bad. I, it's I, not I feel really bad for though. you. Why would you feel bad for me? Why would you want? Why would anybody want Christmas music to be spoiled on you for the rest of your life? Gordon, I didn't. I didn't get the measles. I just don't like Christmas music. That's all. It's <laughs> it, my life is 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 fine. I'm no, going to be the, all right. The, I promise but the, you. But I'm the old fa- the old fashioned Christmas music. I, 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 that, that's not my favorite style. But when it comes to Christmas music, yeah. Because that's what it is. I kind of like Mariah's Christmas song that's so popular, but see, that came out after I worked at Sears, so I feel like I wasn't treated to that every other song like it is today. Ah, okay. That was, I thought that was an early 90s release, wasn't was it? Was really? Here, let's see. Uh, because it, and that is my favorite uh, Christmas song. You know, it's her, like... Well, what's it, which one is it? All it's, I Want for Christmas is You. It's her biggest hit. Oh, release 94. Wow. Oh. Well, I don't know why I didn't hear that one over and over again. I feel like that came out later. It's a terrific song. It's hard is a to good not song. sing to it. Yeah. Yeah. My but... favorite one of my favorite Christmas songs is the one that uh Faith Hill, the one from The Grinch. That's such a stupid song. Why is it stupid? Where are you, Christmas? That's a beautiful that one? song. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some drums at some point here. <laughs> some electric guitar while we're at it. Oh man! Uh, Save you your flutes wrong. and piano for church. You got, the wrong, you got the wrong attitudes about Christmas music, fellas. I'm sorry. Oh, wow, that tell was you. that was pretty judgy, right there. And well, again, who, me or him? No, Gordon. 
but we'll be okay. You know, we'll survive. <laughs> Life will go on. I, we don't need your sympathy. You know, it's okay. You know, Gordon's right. I do have bad taste in music. I. That's fine. That's totally fine. All right. I just I just feel bad for you because that's the kind of music that's played so much, and if it makes you miserable, then yeah, that is a little sad. Well, here's the the great thing about listening to a lot of talk radio. It's not Christmas music. <laughs> It's not oh, that hard. We, it's not that hard for me to avoid, actually. Well, on a normal year, if you went shopping, you'd be hearing it all. The time. I try not to do that either. <laughs> okay. I do try to go all season long without hearing Wham's "Last Christmas," and I made it till November twenty fourth, I think, this year. Did you? And then, bam, it got me. What's the the Run DMC one's not so bad? Oh, what's that? Uh, a Christmas song by Run DMC. Yeah, yeah. Google it. <laughs> I've told you guys this. I like the Insane Oh, Christmas in Hollis. Yeah. That's the Christmas one. Christmas yeah. album. That's really good. I like that one a lot. Which one? Actually. NSYNC. I mean, oh. if we're going to make a transition from Run DMC, it's only natural to go to NSYNC. Yeah. <laughs> and from there, let's uh, let's transition <laughs> to the youths, shall we? Because right. uh, Coach Witt and Coach Ludwig had media availabilities today. They both covered the same topic. Uh, however, they both uh, addressed it a little it bit a little bit differently. We'll start with Coach Witt, <laughs> and then we'll get to Coach Ludd uh, uh, talking about the turnovers. Coach, how do you uh, go about emphasizing ball security in practice? We go about it every day of the week. Uh, we dedicate periods to nothing but ball security drills. We've been doing that uh, for years. Andy's very tuned into that. Andy Ludwig, our coordinator, nobody is neglecting that. Nobody is not paying attention to that we're all paying attention to it and it's something we always do pay attention to and uh that has been you know if you if you boil it right down to the the bare bones that's been our issue like i said i believe if we turn the ball over one time in those first two games in each game we probably win both of them but that's the shoulda woulda coulda that's not the case but that's how impactful it's been and uh it's something that we will continue to emphasize uh, there comes a point where you harp on things too much. It becomes almost a self-fulfilling prophecy where it becomes a, a negative, you know, if you, if you rant and rave about it too much. So uh, our guys understand how important it is. There's nobody on our offense who doesn't get it as far as uh, ball security. And so we've just got to continue to uh, try to do a better job. All right, let's follow it up with uh, Coach Ludd's thoughts on the matter. Are you surprised with the number of turnovers that have happened? Is this something that you saw in practice and camp, or is this something that surprised you, the number of uh, turnovers? I'm disgusted with it. Not surprised, disgusted. Uh, no, I didn't, didn't see it coming. We have been a very good ball security football team, and it is a constant point of emphasis with every player on the offensive unit. But uh, obviously, we have to do a much better job of taking care of the football. It's all about the ball. So you got to do a much better job, especially starting with the quarterback position. Disgusts me. Man, you can hear the disgust in both of their voices. You know, it must be frustrating because you know that this is something that's really important to Kyle Whittingham. I, I can't recall a season when he hasn't stressed it in his entire head coaching career. And so for the nine turnovers in two games, Jake, you know what I, mean, I like that, about it, though? heard of. You know what's funny, and I'm glad we played those back-to-back, is because Coach Witt, um, his leadership style is good, right? Because you know behind the scenes, he told Coach Ludwig, like, hey, nine's a lot. 
and uh, it, this 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 cannot keep going. Uh, just to give you the heads up. But then in public, Wit just very much is like, well, turnovers come with football, and we football a lot around here in football, 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 and then we football it down the field and football some more, and then we, we football it right out of the football park and uh, football some more. And then it gets to Coach Ludd, who's obviously been um, told how uh, bad the turnovers are. He's a little bit more forceful. I'm disgusted with it. Yeah. See, so Coach Wit gets to be the – the loving Lavelle Edwards-like head coach, right? Where he's like, oh, you know, it's all right. I just, I love everybody. And Coach Ludwig <laughs> has to be the bad guy. It's a good it's a good management style. It really is. Man, I think you're reading that wrong. Are you kidding me? You, you, you think, <laughs> I think that Kyle Whittingham has had it up to here with the turnovers. No, he has. You, you're not listening to me. He has. Oh, you, he, you mean just he, the public image that he puts Yes, out. yes. The the message that he sends out there. No, he's he's not pleased. But, no, don't get me wrong. He Behind closed doors, he he told Andy that uh, his life will end <laughs> next week. Unless and the, the players, uh, yeah, probably. Uh, unless the turnover issue is, is uh, addressed. But publicly, he can be... The, the calm one, the stable force, where you go See, to the OC who goes, I'm disgusted, I'm mad, I'm mad as hell. You know, but that's, we've, uh, we've heard Kyle Whittingham talk about this through all of his years, and so no matter what he says, I'm seeing nothing but uh, uh, complete uh, yeah, anger. At, at, at the tr- Will you play that again? Yeah, also? play with and leave our, leave our mics. Hems? Yeah, leave our yeah, mics yeah. up here. Cause, Stay awake. Because it is, it is very, uh, you know, football, football, and, and then Coach, football Coach, how do you uh, go about emphasizing ball security in practice? We go about it every day of the week. Uh, we dedicate periods to nothing but ball security drills. We've been doing that uh, for years. Andy's very tuned into that. Andy Lovely, our coordinator, nobody is neglecting that. Nobody is not paying attention to that we're all paying attention to it and it's something we always do pay attention to and uh that has been you know if you if you boil it right down to the the bare bones that's been our issue like i said i believe if we turn the ball over one time in those first two games in each game we probably win both of them but that's the shoulda woulda coulda that's not the case but that's how impactful it's been and uh it's something that we will continue to emphasize uh, there comes a point where you harp on things too much. It becomes almost a self-fulfilling prophecy where it becomes a, a negative, you know, if you if you rant and rave about it too much. So uh, our guys understand how important it is. There's nobody on our offense who doesn't get it as far as uh, ball security. And so we've just got to continue to uh, try to do a better job. Man, I, I, I sense ferocity in what he's saying there. Well, of course there is, because as you point out, he doesn't like turnovers, but he sounds like he's he's um, he sounds like he's speaking to the Rotary Club. <laughs> I mean, Boy, just, I, I'm, I'm these streets that they're not... dirty. These streets are dirty, but no. we got to clean them up. You know, no, you guys are wrong. An issue. We, we work wrong. on the problem every day. Oh, and then Coach man. Ludwig. Oh. Yeah, and then that's Coach yeah, Ludwig. Wait a minute. Because wait a minute. he has to be the bad guy. Coach Witt could just be no. like, yeah, we work on this stuff. Kyle Whittingham is ticked off. Of course he is. You are totally he is ticked mi- off. entirely missing our point. No, no. I hear it in what he's saying there. I'm not missing what you're saying. I, I think it comes across to anybody who knows Whittingham. So you're saying Austin and I don't? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> 
Because I love it when people go to the, well, you don't know what you're talking about unless you agree with me. That's always the strongest argument possible. And it gets people to change their minds. Yeah, all the time. This is... This is a matter of opinion. It's not a matter of being right or wrong. It's a matter of what, you, the, how you take what yeah, he's saying. That's your opinion. And and I sometimes people can say things in a nice manner, and still it comes across like what you said that he said to Ludwig privately, uh, in higher, in more voluminous tones. Now, see, I, I take it more as it's when you acted up as a kid. In public, and your mom said, wait till your father gets home. And you're like, no, please, just punish me here in public, please. Because in public, they were like, oh, we'll take care of this. Then you get home, and it's it's right. war. But, Austin, I'm just going to go ahead and defer to Gordon on this one, because okay. I don't have dinner with Wit three times a week. <laughs> if we don't, I admittedly, we don't go boating in the summer. So I don't think I could really have a uh, uh, Oh, wait a minute. If we're going to do that, then let's get PK on the line. He'll, he'll tell us exactly how it is. All right. Stay but, tuned. We'll have I, I'm next. just telling you that I, I sense from Kyle Whittingham real anger, deep I'm, anger. And we agreed on that. And, uh, no, but in what he said. It, okay. What are you sensing from me right yeah. now? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, <laughs> Quinn Snyder at the top of the 3 o'clock hour, another one of Gordon's BFFs. How many times a week do you have dinner with him? All the coaches come over. I know, uh, I know. W- weekly. Yeah. You know, we have our, we have our, you know, we break bread. Uh huh. All right, uh, more straight ahead. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Santa, tell me if you're really there. Don't make me fall in love again if you won't be here. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This one goes out to our guy Christopher uh, on Twitter. Uh, Ariana Grande, Santa, tell me. Yeah, but that's not really rock music. No, 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 but uh, hey, we're having some fun. It's rock pop. Yeah, sure. It's it, There's no viol, there's no orchestra here. I don't know if I've ever heard this song. This is good. Yeah, it's Ariana Grande. Yeah. yeah it's got a, it is. Really <laughs> Come on. Good. You're tapping your finger, Yeah, Jordan. I agree. I like it. Yeah, well, this is pop. It's not rock, but... Uh, don't oh, don't rain on the parade, Gordon. Embrace. Sorry, the, Dick Clark. Embrace the fun. <laughs> don't don't rain on it. Okay. All right. I just want to make that time. clear. So so for future requests, we're not talking about rock Christmas music. We're talking about you know pop. We're we're ultimately talking about what our listeners want to hear. So you know they could. Uh, eh, well, forget call it. Call it what you will. How about this? Oh. We're just not going to play country for Gordon. <laughs> any, any genre Well, because country's not really country anymore. It's not. It's pop. I'll tell you, I love the song Christmas in Dixie. That is a beautiful, beautiful song by Alabama. And I think it's been covered by other bands, too. But that's a great song. Well, and you're not going to hear it today. <laughs> uh, does that not That's does that not, not rock. Qualify? Well, neither was the one we just heard. Yeah, it was. No, but that was talented. Oh, oh come on. I like now. the band Alabama. Do you like yeah. that song by Alabama? Not yes. Oh, that's one of the best Christmas songs I've ever heard. It reminds me of my mom, so shut up. 
All right. Well, cool. that one we just played reminds me of my mom. So shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad and my grandma and my dead dog. And I, I love it that Gordon just assumes that we know these things. You know what I mean? I've like, told you that before. He's I'm, a good boy, but never, he don't listen. You've never told me that before. Yes, I have. I told you that last year. Uh, Jazz News, their training camp roster is out, Gordon, and no real surprises. However, Jake Toulson is going to get a look from the Jazz. Yeah, I <laughs> I didn't know quite what to make of that, but if you can shoot, you got a chance. Well, and, and you know, we we see this all the time where a, a local prospect will pop up on the Jazz training camp roster and oftentimes, you know, it's it's you know, I know, I don't think Jake Toulson will make the make the team, but this is an opportunity to get looked at by other teams. And so, I never and I Jake, that's a good point. I if somebody out there is coming from a certain background, and they, I, I, if you, if you have a dream, man, pursue it with everything you got, and if you, if you beat the odds, then good on you. I mean, we'll see what Jake can do, and uh, the Jazz will obviously watch him as they do all their prospects closely, and if he shows them a little something, then maybe he'll stick. Yeah, and you know it probably doesn't hurt to have good relationships with the college programs around. Uh, I'm sure those resources are used for scouting and you know get uh, info on players and that sort of thing all the time. So, you know, doing uh, uh, giving one of Pope's guys a look. You know, if you're scouting somebody from Gonzaga, maybe that's a phone you can call and and get an opinion. You know, those sorts of things. So, uh, what is uh, what, what's Jake's relationship to Andy? Uh, nephew, I believe. Is it nephew? Nephew, yeah. Because Andy, uh, he was with the Jazz. He was for a couple of years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jake Toulson going to get a look. Uh, in fact, um, we've got Quinn Snyder's uh, media availability hopefully coming up at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. So stay tuned for that. We're talking a lot of Jazz basketball today. We'll get to some NFL, uh, some college as well. Bowler on the, t- on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour as he is every single Tuesday. But right now, let's get out to the zone phone. He's our good friend from TriDayTrading.com. He is Ryan Van Dorn. What's going on, Ryan? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, we are doing terrifically well. Let's help our listeners uh, out there. Let's help them earn a little extra cash and uh, maybe take advantage of a really great opportunity. Yeah, let's do it. You know, um, we've been we've been doing this with the station now, I think, for three and a half, maybe four years. And, and we really have a good group of people that have come through the program, you know, that stick around. And one of the advantages of anybody that's uh, living here locally is, is kind of the community, being able to – meet other people that are doing the same thing. And, you know, with the guidelines now, we obviously have a few more uh, restrictions on in-person. But if that's somebody that really wants to, to do things in person, you know, we can facilitate that. If it's somebody that never wants to come in here and see us, uh, we can do it that way as well. But kind of nice to have, have an opportunity to make some extra money around here, do it with some people, you know, that enjoy sports and, and as much as you do. Uh, and really, with the, the holidays coming up, I know money's on everybody's mind. Um, I don't know if this is the answer for, for someone out there listening. What I know is we will do everything on our side to help someone be successful. We'll do a trial for 30 days, only $10. And, and right now, that $10 is going to help uh, sub for Santa. So. Awesome. Going to a good cause. Yeah, that is that's great, and you know there's some guys on the station and, and around here that are are doing it, and I I'm glad you selected, and I'm going to try and make this as nice as possible. But you know, Alem has been doing it, Hans and Scotty, and uh, you know they're not people with a the a history in in finance and trading and those sorts of things. You know, people out there going, oh, I I could never do this. You totally can. Yeah, that's the fun part. Throw out any 
any you know preconceived notions that you couldn't do this or you have to have some big wealth of knowledge, you actually can come in here and if you're willing to you know follow some steps and you're willing to learn some basic principles, I mean the, the possibilities are endless. What's the best way to get started? Trydaytrading.com. If you go there, you can register for um, a bunch of different webinars. I think coming up in the, the next hour too, we're going to have uh, Hans join us for a webinar on Thursday. That, that's going to be Thursday at noon. But go to Trydaytrading.com and just register there. Hans, Thursday at noon. That's awesome. Trydaytrading.com. That's Trydaytrading.com. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll have uh, Quinn Snyder's uh, media availability next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone.